Welcome to the Manx Theatre Podcast. Hello, and welcome back to episode 40 of the Manx Theatre Podcast with me, Neil Cowan. Thank you to everyone who's listened to our previous episodes. If you're brand new to the podcast, welcome along and thanks for joining us. In this podcast, we'd like to try and keep you up to date with what's going on in theatre on the Isle of Man, chatting to the cast and creatives of upcoming shows to find out a little bit more about the shows and the people behind them, and also what our Manx-born and bred performers are doing further afield. Coming up on this week's podcast... I'm joined by Lisa Kreisky and Chrissy Sutcliffe from Stage Door Entertainment, ahead of their upcoming production of Elegies for Angels, Punks and Raging Queens, which is playing at the Balakameen Studio Theatre from the 24th to the 26th of November. You can still listen to all of our previous episodes through all the usual podcast outlets and at manxradio.com forward slash podcasts. Whilst you're there, make sure to give us a like and click subscribe or follow or whatever it is you need to do to make sure you never miss an episode. In the last episode, I mentioned that the Manx Operatic Society were holding their auditions for Annie Get Your Gun, which tells the story of Annie Oakley when she joins Buffalo Bill's Wild West show. Well, Manx Ops have announced their cast, which sees Kate Cowley back on stage taking the lead role of Annie Oakley. Other cast members include Phil Bird as Buffalo Bill, Tracy McCann as Dolly Tate, Joey Wilde as Chief Sitting Bull, Summer Patrick as Winnie Tate, and Magnus Black as Tommy Keeler. They are still to cast the lead male role of Frank Butler, and anyone who is interested can get in touch with the Manx Operatic Society via their Facebook page. Sadly, last week we learned of the death of Susie Kelly at the age of just 50, after a long and hard-fought battle with cancer. Susie was a pupil at the Christine Wilde Theatre School from early childhood right through her teenage years until she went on to train professionally at Mount View Theatre School. On returning to the island, she performed numerous lead roles with the Manx Operatic Society in Back to the 80s, Jekyll and Hyde and Legally Blonde. The Douglas Crow Union in The Who's Tommy and Taylorian Productions, where she understudied and played Ava Perron in their 2012 production of Evita, to name but just a few. She will be long remembered for her dazzling performances, endless energy and her happy, bubbly and above all supportive and caring personality. She will be greatly missed by all those who have the pleasure to call her a friend. As a tribute to Susie, I have added two new songs to our musical theatre playlist on Spotify. They are one from a chorus line, which a huge group of the original Christine Wilde girls sang to her at her 50th birthday party earlier this year, and A New Life, which she sang so beautifully in the Manx Operatic Society's production of Jekyll and Hyde in 2007, and will always remind me of her. On a happier note, across the water this week, Manx-born performer Dean Callow is going down a storm, or should I say, blowing up a blizzard, as Buddy the Elf in the Centenary Theatre Company's production of Buddy the Musical at the Brindley Theatre in Runcorn. There has been a fantastic review of the show by Northwest End UK, who says, What a fabulous, charismatic actor Dean Callow is. He has as much energy as one human being can possibly have without spontaneously combusting. They go on to say, I would recommend the show on Dean Callow's performance alone, as he is the perfect Buddy the Elf, and that he's the finest leading man that they had ever witnessed at the Brindley Theatre. If you're near Runcorn, good luck trying to get a ticket, as the run is completely sold out. Well done, Dean. That sounds fantastic. Elsewhere in the UK, Matt Ogden is getting ready to perform as Pugsley in the Halifax Light Opera Society's production of The Adams Family, The Musical. Both of these productions are with amateur societies, but it's great to see our Manxies making a good impression over the water. Now, a few episodes ago, I mentioned that Manx-born performer Matt Overfield was appearing in the preview of the debut UK production of Mrs Doubtfire, The Musical, which was previewing in Manchester back in September, before moving on into London next year. Well... It's now been announced that Mrs Doubtfire and Matt will be opening at the Shaftesbury Theatre on the 12th of May next year. 
Let's see if we can catch up with Matt before the show opens. Make sure you keep up to date with what's going on between episodes by following Manx Theatre Podcast on both Facebook and Instagram and at Manx Theatre Pod on Twitter. Right, down to business. Join me in the studio today are two ladies who really need no introduction, but I suppose I'll give them one anyway. They are the producers, directors, choreographers, performers, sometimes writers, and let's face it, probably the lighting and sound designers too, for Stage Door Entertainment. Away from Stage Door Entertainment, they've appeared with Manx Ops, the DCU, Taylorian Productions and numerous pantomimes. As a result, these two ladies are probably the most recurring guests I've had on the podcast and are quite possibly the busiest women in Manx Theatre. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome back to the Theatre Podcast, Lisa Kreisky and Christine Sutcliffe. That was such a nice introduction. Thank you. We love you. I love you too. (laughs) You always come to to, to meet me and and talk about lots of interesting shows. It's great. Well, Well, let's hope that this one's equally as interesting as the others. Yeah. So today we're here to talk about Elegies for Angels, Punks and Raging Queens. Very mm-hmm. good. I nearly want to say Screaming Queens, but it's Raging Queens. Raging, Raging. Raging Queens. So tell us all about it. So the musical is inspired by the AIDS Names Memorial Quilt. So it was an art installation uh, in Washington, D.C. It was in the 80s and it was all during the AIDS epidemic in the 80s, which people of our generation will probably remember slightly terrifying adverts mm. on the telly. But before... That all happened. It, it sort of really kicked off in America and it kicked off massively in the gay community, in anybody who um, was using blood products and also anybody who was sharing needles. And what happened to that community wasn't great, to be honest. And this project, the AIDS Memorial Quilt, the Names Quilt, was a kind of way of commemorating those people and saying, hang on a sec, you know, these people were really important people and the families of these people all put a panel together that so there is like a big history in America of making quilts and they're a thing that's kind of you know you make something really beautiful from from scraps yeah and from things that weren't kind of aren't so beautiful on their own and they get and passed down from generation to generation that's exactly don't they? yeah it. and it's kind of a really good metaphor for this piece because uh, it is like um scraps of information about people and some of the stories are dark some of the stories are beautiful some of the stories are damaged but they're all stitched together with this beautiful beautiful music mm-hmm. and they become a whole lot greater than the sum of their parts and they become something very beautiful very true and very important i think you know um like i was saying you know we we remembered the aids epidemic as kids watching the adverts and feeling very frightened that if you shared a spoon with something somebody something bad might happen yeah and as adults, to go back and to kind of look into that time and to have spoken to people from our own community who, who uh, sort of lived in that time, just realising that things weren't handled brilliantly. And obviously, in, you know, in, a, in an epidemic and in a pandemic like we've just gone through ourselves, exactly, yes. um, you know, you look back and mistakes were made and perhaps things weren't handled brilliantly. And, and this um, memorial quilt, which consisted of all families sort of putting a panel together for their loved one, or friends putting it together for their loved one. It kind of, it memorialises all of the things that sometimes they were brilliant stories, sometimes they they weren't brilliant stories. And the artist initially thought, well, if I can fill a room with these panels of quilt, that would be great. And actually it filled the whole of the green at the Washington War Memorial. So it was an amazing, amazing art installation. And then things then happened, quilts were made in lots of different countries all around the world and 
and this musical sort of commemorates that and 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 makes it into it like a, another level of brilliantness and beautifulness and like I say crafting things that aren't so lovely on their own into something really really lovely. I mean one of the reasons that we really wanted to put this show together personally when I lived in the UK I I was in this show and I really really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed what it represented and now of course nowadays yeah. culturally the sort of upcoming generation will know all about the AIDS epidemic from cult TV shows like It's a Sin yeah. and the amazing play Angels in America yeah. which is just mind blowing which of course starred on Broadway, I think it was, starred um, Andrew Garfield, yes, who, of course, yes, yes. was Spider-Man. And so there's he won an all award these for now... it as well, didn't he? Sorry? I think he won an award for it as well. Yes, he did. Oh, yeah. He was absolutely astonishing in it. And so all these sort of pop culture references are really bringing, you know, this, this very cruel virus to the forefront of people's minds. But, of course, in the 1980s, it was a very, uh, you know, socially it was a very different virus to what it is today. Yes. I mean, the standard of care was non-existent mm. back then, whereas now, of course, you know, there are, there's education around it. We very, a little, a little bit like like when COVID first came out, yeah. you know, we were all terrified because there was no education around it. No. Now there is. And yeah. um, what we want to show in this, in this brilliant piece of theatre is all the different people that were affected by it. As Chrissy said, there are some really horrendous stories, but there's also some really uplifting and at times really laugh out loud funny mm. pieces. I mean, um, last night I was setting a whole dance routine um, that just springs up in the middle of it, which yeah. has got the gorgeous Beth Thomas sort of centering centering it, who is just this gorgeous character that, that comes to life and the whole, the whole, What's it called when it goes like the that? Peaks troughs, the peaks and troughs. The peaks and troughs. Yeah, it's a complete roller coaster. Yeah. One moment you'll you'll be very you'll be crying into yeah. a tissue, and the next minute you'll be belly laughing. Yeah. And that's why it's such a, an important and brilliant piece because it's got something for everybody. If you like poetry, if you like beautiful music, if you like comedy. It's literally got everything. You wouldn't think that actually there is comedy in a show about AIDS, no. but there really is. <laughs> and the sort of level of pathos is really important, but then there's black humour. Like yeah. that, so the gallows humour. do it, uh-huh. But I think the British people do gallows humour well. Yeah. And we get it, mm. you know, and I think maybe we're not pushing it, but very... Um, oh, we are. Very much, yeah. <laughs> very much realising it yeah. to its full potential. Yeah, we're pushing yeah. it. Yeah. But what, you know, like, bad things happen to good people sometimes. Yeah. And it's it's good to remember that, you know, even in your darkest hour... There's, you know, you get lemonades. Uh, you get lemons, don't you? And yeah. you have to make some lemonade, even if it's a bit of a rubbish lemonade. You've still <laughs> got lemonade. <laughs> she has such an elegant way of putting things, doesn't she? Wonderful. Also, the thing that we're really excited about, of course, is that we have a cast of over 35 people. <laughs> yes. Who all have equal parts, which, you know, what show is that ever? When does that ever happen? When yeah. does that ever happen? Uh-huh. But we are so excited because we get to work with so many different people. We've got, you know, people that we've worked with before, like mm. Alice Quayle and Mike Bonner and people like that. But we've also got brand new people that we've only met doing this show. Yes, yeah. I mean, I, I sat in on one of, the, one of the first read-throughs and there, there were people there that I'd, I'd never mm. met before and people that I've done hundreds of shows with. And, mm. and the, the show as well, it, 
it was really nice sitting there with that, that first read through. There was a few people missing, but we, we still we got the general idea of the, of the whole show. And it just tells such a, a wide range of, of, of society, the stories. It's not just the gay community. There's mm. there's nurses in there and there's, there's doctors and there's you know, and children and children. Yes. Yeah. There's been an article in the paper recently about the um, the children with haemophilia who actually contracted the virus in the 80s yes. through, you know, what they call dirty blood, which, yeah. of course, we wouldn't call it now. Um, I don't know what the term is for it. but like, I No, I don't know. I'm looking at her like she knows. But <laughs> <laughs> I was hoping that she was the other half of my brain then. <laughs> And and we do and we do we do have a you know a haemophiliac storyline in there and we've asked because it's a series of monologues if you like yeah. the actors that we've that we've sort of employed to do it they only have a snapshot of of this character they don't have any history yeah. they don't have um, any sort of relationship background so we've asked them to completely make up this entire character from scratch and so each each. You know, when I did it back in the the UK, the characters that I saw there are completely different to the same characters that our actors are playing, yeah. which I find absolutely fascinating. It's brilliant, isn't it? And as an actor, to be given a piece of writing that's, that's I'm I'm doing it with my fingers, but this is radio, <laughs> <laughs> um, but to, to have two pages of dialogue yeah. with next to no information and be able to create a character yourself yeah. is really challenging and exciting and, and, I think and know nothing about the rest of the story around it as well yeah exactly well that's it because each panel so each person exists in their own space and we are doing something uh, i don't know the more i talk about it the more crazy <laughs> i think we might be so it's something that's never been done before. first read through uh we're only the singers have been working together because obviously there's harmonies and things to learn so there's four singers but everybody else we've rehearsed almost in isolation and we're only bringing everybody together the week before the show. And we're actually, we've got quite a good idea in our heads about what's going to happen. Yeah. But it could um, all change at the last minute. You know yeah. us. Yeah. <laughs> but having having everybody just in that one room. And so, and it will be interesting to see the other actors' real reactions mm. to the pieces that they're hearing. Because we want that kind of interaction and that very real reaction it's it's not the sort of thing that you can rehearse no you could rehearse it for months and months altogether but i hope and pray that the way we're doing it is is going to work but i think that it will be such an interesting experience and then i hate using words like organic but mm. it will be a very organic process and what then the watcher will see is something hopefully very real and very truthful and, and it's a genuine reaction to the stories mm, rather than absolutely. I've been rehearsing my, my, my sad face for, mm. for three months yes, now. And, yes. and, yeah. oh. Well, and also what we don't want and, and we, we in the shows that we've done and also our shows going forward, we don't want to have a load of people giving up their spare time to be yeah. sat in a room not doing anything. And everyone's so busy nowadays as well. There are so yeah. many shows going on. There's so yeah. many fantastic shows. Yeah. So we're, we're over the moon and honoured that these really stellar people have agreed to do our show. We're um, we're very lucky. Mm. I can't wait to see everybody all together. So I get a different perspective on this than Lisa. So I'm actually in the show. Yeah. I'm one of the singers and Lisa's directing everything. So I get to be part of it in a different way than you get to be part of it. So it's... um, I yeah. get to watch it. Yay. <laughs> oh, and do the lights and the sound. Oh, no. And, <laughs> and, and choreographing and directing and... Yeah, yeah Operating the curtains as well. Oh, no, it's a balcony studio theatre, so there are no curtains. That's fine. You don't need to do the curtains as well. No. <laughs> Metaphorical. Metaphorical speaking, yes. <laughs> so you're balcony studio theatre again mm -hmm. this time. Yes. Um, from the 24th to the 26th of November. 
and obviously tickets are through the Studio Theatre website. But if you have a look at our Facebook page, I'm posting every other day about yeah. how about our about our actors anyway. Yes, yeah, so. so I've seen that over the over the last week. There's there's a picture every day of, of two new people in the cast and... bathed in pink. Oh yeah, Facebook is bathed in pink. <laughs> I mean, like we said, you know, there's there's 35 members of the cast there. I mean, we could probably talk for an hour and a half about each each one. Yeah, we're really really lucky. Yeah, so many people have kind of gone. Oh, I'd never heard of that and. Sounds interesting. Yeah. And the fact that it's such a diverse cast as well. You know, we've got, as as I say, we've got a 12-year-old girl in it. We've got Vida La Fierce, this beautiful drag queen. We've got, you know, the seventh and current Manx Bard. We've got Rachel Braidwood. <laughs> <We've> <laughs> some got... of our favourites from plays yes. and musical theatre. Yeah, um, I could say that there are, there are some people who are more more sort of straight theatre that have come into the show as definitely, a definitely definitely it's been a it's been an unlikely marriage but i think it's gonna i think it's gonna be a good one and a couple of people who have only ever done musical theatre so yeah. for them to do some straight acting is yeah. been really really it, interesting and it's nice for us passing our knowledge on because obviously we we we've been going for a while and we've we've got a lot of experience in musical theatre and straight acting so it's really nice for us to be able to pass that on and see all the amazing talent that's coming up as well that we can encourage and I think as well the way that Lisa works and obviously we're doing it together but I don't like to give her too big a hat because she's in charge really um <laughs> I'm never very, in charge really <laughs> she's very um good at just taking ideas from people and just going okay have a go and not just leaving them to their own devices because that's not what a director should do I don't think but to really really work with people to make the very very best out of what they can do and she'll just have a way of suggesting something that really changes a person's perspective on something and changes it for well I think always for the better so well done darling oh thanks babes <laughs> this this show it's it's a real sort of hybrid I mean it's it's not really a an out and out thigh slapping musical but at the same time it's not a, a straight serious play it's a bit of a, a hybrid mix of the two isn't it something for everyone yeah. just at the point you think oh my goodness I can't believe I've just listened to that I th- I think I might break down something really hilarious or something very musical will happen and yeah. just totally snaps you out and you and you are taken to a different place altogether it's like you don't have enough time you've fully invested in each person's panel and each person's story but then you're off on it's like looking at a quilt yeah because your eye is taken and your attention is taken each to each new story and each new thread <gasps> look at me yours oh thread oh like see the quilt. what i did that you're so uh, smart she's on fire <laughs> you are on fire <laughs> actually <laughs> <laughs> health and safety yeah so just thinking thinking around that room then your, your singers then there's yourself mm-hmm. um and there's jonathan slight yes and we've got peter shimmon mm-hmm. um, alice quail alice quail our other girl. girl and then we've got the marvelous claire temple on keys yes and uh kirsty lawrence on cello oh fantastic so, so live music too oh, marvelous too. everything everything <laughs> And then, you know, just a cast of thousands that are too brilliant and too many to count. All right, 35, but... <laughs> 36. Oh, 36. no. Mm. Oh, I don't know. I, th- I think I got halfway through them and lost count. <laughs> but, yes, we're very, we're very excited to have mm. some really phenomenal people and some brand new people as well mm. because we like to give, give chances to people who perhaps haven't had the opportunity to... Yeah you know, have a have a principal role in anything. As well, I think what you'll find is some people who you have sort of thought, well, that's not what that person, that's that's what that person does, that's what that person is good at. Yeah. You'll be surprised because we've got some wild cards in there and 
people who you wouldn't expect to be perhaps the broken distorted people are the broken distorted people Mm. and perhaps the people who you wouldn't expect to feel real warmth towards you feel real warmth towards so we've kind of messed it up really and a couple of absolutely terrifying wild cards as well I might add I won't mm-hmm. mention any names <clears throat> Mark Doherty <clears throat> <laughs> he's always a bit of a liability no, yeah. he's just he's just amazing and like um, we've also got the very wonderful Matt James in and of course he's used to producing us yes oh. you know we yeah. used to um, him being our producer in Taylorian and, and to come into a rehearsal room and to, uh, for him to absolutely take on what you're saying and be encouraged by it and he's so gracious and so humble he's He's absolutely wonderful and a really lovely lovely watchable actor as well it must be really nice for him as well just to sort of turn up to rehearsals do his bit and go home again yeah have to worry about anything else (laughs) yeah i hope so anyway i hope it's going to be a lovely experience for everybody and i and i'm you know what chrissy was saying about putting everybody together the week before i'm i'm really excited about it because i think it's going to be a really because of the subject matter and because of the people we have involved, I feel like it's going to be a really inclusive, a really nurturing and, and a safe environment for people to explore these characters who are essentially going through the most important journey of their lives. Yeah. I'm not a fan of that word either. Right. We've used journey and organic now. We're going to have to go and... I'm going to have to go and read the shower. <laughs> I mean, it's not X Factor. All, all, all we're missing really is, you know, if no one deserves it more. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. No, no one does. Me well, and Chrissy no. do. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, I do feel like it's going, to, it's going to be the most wonderful, you know, experience. And it's going to be a really nice, safe place for everybody to explore what they're doing. And then, of course, everybody comes gets to come and watch it. Yeah. Would you say it's a, a show that's suitable for, for all ages? Or is it, are you sort of aiming at more of sort of a, I would a say more mature audience? From, I would say it's, it's quite sweary. Yeah. In places, and of course, it deals with very, very adult. Yeah, themes. adult themes. Yeah. Well, I mean, ultimately, if you got a place on the quilt, you hadn't survived. Yeah. So there are obviously strong things to talk about, but um, traumatic things mm. as well. But I, uh, you know, I would say high school kids, yeah, yeah. would find it a very a valuable and yeah. informative thing to see and okay. and to watch. And I think anybody who's interested in acting and learning about acting would very much get something from it Mm. i just think it's an important story to tell you know sometimes when but i mean a joke before bad things happen to good people but when things get really tough sometimes people react really really badly when you retell a story like this it goes some way to ensuring that people don't behave that badly again yeah and it goes some way to sort of saying thank you to the people who have gone before in what we were saying again about that AIDS isn't the dreadful, horrific life sentence that it was. Now yeah. it's a chronic, manageable condition in most people's case. And I think that it to tell these stories, A, we ensure it doesn't happen again, and B, we we give some credit to the people who went before that that allowed us to kind of be in the situation that we're in now. Yeah, and they say it's, it's important to, to learn from history. And if you if you learn from history, you, make, you never make those mistakes again. Well, let's well, hope not. Well, We'd theoretically, hope. yeah. We'd hope. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, let's hope so. Hey, but yeah, there are. As I say, I mean, we're hoping that people will leave the theatre feeling inspired, uplifted, and mm. and you know that it was a valuable evening of their lives. They're beautiful, beautiful stories, like the pieces of a quilt. Some <laughs> of them are damaged and not so gorgeous, yeah. but they all make a beautiful thing together. 
you want to hold hands? <laughs> uh, so there's is it is it ten songs in the show altogether? Oh, well, we I haven't counted so. them. Yeah. I don't think. Yeah, um, and you performed. <laughs> She's counted them. Yeah, Sorry, ten, yes, yeah. ten songs. <laughs> oh, there you go. And uh, and you performed two of them at this year's Isle of Pride, didn't you? Yeah, that was a huge privilege actually to be able to be part of that day because obviously there are other stories but it's a very queer story yeah and a lot of the stories that we share through the show are queer stories and it was just it was just such a lovely day I mean and that's it was like I say it's a real privilege to have performed there and to have been invited to do that and we did the first song and the last song so the first song kind of sets the scene and the last song kind of sends everyone all off full of their emotions Mm. but feeling better hopefully so um, we had a great response and I think people enjoyed it and it was just the most wonderful thing to be asked to do. We felt very, very privileged to do that. Right. Right. Well, ladies, thank you very much for coming along. I uh, wish you all the very, very best with Elegies for Angels, Punks and Raging Queens, mm-hmm. which is on at the Balcomine Studio Theatre from the 24th to the 26th of November. Tickets are on sale now from the Studio Theatre at thestudiotheatre.im. Tickets prices are... Oh gosh! Oh, put us on the spot now. I think they're very reasonable. 12, yeah, they are. I think they're twelve pound fifty. Is it fifteen and twelve fifty? Fifteen. There you go. Yeah. You didn't. Ask See, us, I looked. You know? I looked online before. Fifteen yeah. and twelve fifty. Fifteen and twelve fifty, and so that's for that, for children for, and for seniors. For for a full length musical. Yeah. So if you compare that to you know some other other available options, then yeah. it's very very reasonably priced. Marvelous. And you get to see all those amazing people. Brilliant. Well, ladies, all the very best, and uh, we'll speak to you again soon. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thanks, babe. Bye. You're listening to the Manx Theatre Podcast with Neil Cullen. Coming up on the Isle of Man between the 24th and 26th of November, at the same time as Stage Door Entertainment's Elegies for Angels, Punks and Raging Queens at the Balcommune Studio Theatre, is Parker Snell's production of Dial M for Murder by Frederick Knott at the Gaiety Theatre. Starting the panto season, we have the Peel Pantaloons, who are bringing Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs to the Peel Centenary Centre from the 3rd to the 10th of December. Tickets are available from Celtic Gold or online at etickets.im forward slash cc. Hello Little People will be staging their alternate family pantomime, Beauty and the Yeast, at the Noah Market Hall from the 23rd to the 29th of December. Tickets are £10 each and are available from hellolittlepeople.com forward slash beauty. Tickets are selling quickly, so you better get out there and get them quick. Then, rounding off the year, we have the Wizard of Oz as the Gaiety's Christmas pantomime from the 17th to the 31st of December. The cast includes locals Leah Carter as Dorothy, Jack Divers as the Tin Man, and Lisa Kreisky as the Wicked Witch of the West. Then, before we know it, we'll be launching headlong into the DCU's production of Young Frankenstein in February 2023, Manx Ops's Annie Get Your Gun in March, Two Feathers production of The Full Monty in July, and Taylorian's Kinky Boots in August, amongst many, many others. Tickets for all of the above are either on sale now or will be very shortly and available through the relevant websites for each venue. Looking further ahead, we now appear to have a raft of announcements for late 2023 and into 24, with Centre Stage Productions bringing Elf the Musical in November 2023, and then the Douglas Choral Union staging Evita, the Manx Operatic Society staging Oliver, and Tillorian Productions presenting We Will Rock You all in 2024. There's clearly lots of great shows coming our way over the next couple of years, and hopefully some great podcast episodes too. Well, with that, 
we bring episode 40 to a close. Thanks once again to Lisa and Chrissy for joining me on the podcast, and we wish them and all at Stage Door Entertainment all the very best for Elegies for Angels, Punks and Raging Queens, which is running at the Balakameen Studio Theatre from the 24th to the 26th of November. If you haven't done so already, make sure to get your tickets now from thestudiotheatre.im. Remember to like and follow our social media pages to get notifications of upcoming episodes and events. Don't forget to check out our Spotify playlist by searching for Manx Theatre Podcast, and that's all one word. There's now over 60 tracks and over four and a half hours of show tunes for you to listen to and enjoy. If you have any events that you'd like us to talk about or promote in a future episode, you can contact us through our social media accounts or by email to manxtheatrepodcast at gmail.com. All that remains is to say thanks for listening and I hope you join me again next time on the Manx Theatre Podcast. I've been Neil Callan. Goodbye. The Manx Theatre Podcast, taking a look behind the scenes of Manx Theatre. Man actors alive for me.